0: Ladies and gents, welcome to another party. It is my favorite day of the week, ladies and gents. Let me throw it up on the screen. Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? I lost it. There it is. SHIT! So happy it's Thursday. We got a great show planned for you guys today, so let's get this thing on the road. Shut
1: up and
0: sit down. The
2: Business Bros podcast was created for you.
0: BUSINESS BROS! Bruce. Yeah! Alright, it's time to drop some heat! Here Alright,
1: all you BUSINESS PROS out there! Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review to help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody. We are so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our purpose is to be of service to others, but the purpose of our business is to make a profit. No one understands this better than today's guest, who help business owners understand their numbers and maximize their business profits, allowing them the time and freedom to do what they love. And for our guests, helping people in this way is what he loves. He would do this even if he wasn't getting paid for it. But if you're good at something, never do it for free. Exactly, Joker of course there's more to life than just money our guest is on a mission not just to help people increase their business profits but also to help them live life on purpose he wants to help people live in harmony across health wealth time relationships and spirituality discovering a life that's fulfilling and rich in every way Joining us today out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the Prophet Answer Man and host of the Richer Soul Podcast. Welcome to the show, Rocky Lalvani!
0: All right, that was a little bit of heat. I, I, it looked kind of a little difficult on my end, but uh, at least we got the audio in there. What do you think, Rocky? James' intro.
2: It, it was, I think, a little difficult on my end. It looked like it was uh, stuttering, but the audio was perfect.
0: All right, cool. So as long as we got the audio, that'll be all right. I, I'll, I'll play with the technical difficulties here as we move through. All right, Rocky, let's do this thing. So uh, you wrote a book, Profits First. Uh, how did you get into business? Where did you where did you start your journey?
2: So I didn't actually write the book. It's Mike McAlowicz's book, but I'm partnered with him, and I do the work behind Profit First. So my business journey is kind of weird because as a kid, I was an entrepreneur and then I went to college and I followed the path I was supposed to, you know, get a degree, get a job and chase happiness. And it worked okay, but it wasn't great. But that entrepreneurial bug was always there on the side. So I always had side businesses doing things and creating multiple streams of income. And then finally, I got to a point to say, you know what? What do I really want to do with life? I'm getting older. It's either now or never. And I just made the leap. I walked out of corporate and I just started to do what I loved. It took me a long time to figure out what were my skills and what could I offer the world that the world valued and was willing to pay for. And so when I finally found that intersection, after years of trying, I went all out and it's been uh, fun. Very, very fun since then.
0: All right. So I got to make a correction. So I thought I recognized the book and I just thought you did uh, your own take on it. Um, because I there's another book called Profits Are And Everything They're the Only Thing. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're on the same point. So you actually worked directly with Mike because I read his, uh, his, his, uh, what was it? the pumpkin book? What was it called? Uh, Pumpkin
2: Plan, Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. His new one is Get Different. That one just came out this week. Uh, on marketing. He's got a whole bunch of books. So for each book, what he does is he has certified people who help you implement those plans. And so I'm one of the profit first uh, certified professionals.
0: I love uh, the way he tells his story. I remember just reading the first part of the pumpkin plan, first part of toilet paper entrepreneur. And I was like, dude, you're describing me like I wasn't, I feel like you're talking like, were you in my room or in my head? How are you listening to me to get certified with that? I mean, how did you feel reading his books the first time and getting involved?
2: So the first time I read Profit First, I was just sitting there going, what do you mean business owners aren't looking at their financials? What do you mean business owners don't understand the business of business? I'm like, this makes zero sense to me, right? So think about it. I'm coming from the W2 world. And then I started thinking about it, and I realized something. They're not accountants and bookkeepers, and they don't want to be, right? They want to do the part of the business they love. And just like people, we don't do the stuff we don't love. And everyone's been told math is hard. So nobody wants to look at the math. Nobody wants to look at spreadsheets. Nobody wants to look at this stuff and figure what's going on. And as I told you before, I was playing with spreadsheets, Back in the early 80s on a program called VisiCalc, I was teaching accountants in Fortune 500 companies. How do you go from these paper ledgers to electronic spreadsheets? I just didn't understand the value of that. And I didn't understand how to get customers.
0: Man, coming from the W2 world, uh, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking, you know, aside from the fact that you work with spreadsheets and that's kind of your background, most W2 people don't look at their pay stubs very much. They look at their net. They care what drops into their bank account. But even the W-2 people don't look at their own personal finances at any level. And those are the ones that end up deciding to leave their W-2 job and become technicians in whatever business they start. They don't have the habit at the in the first place of looking at their personal finances, much less when it's their business. Uh, you know what, What's been your experience with that? And I got to make sure I give a shout out, Adrian. Thanks for watching, my brother. Appreciate it. So that's very true. Actually,
2: that was the first thing that I started to teach was personal finance. And I, I, you know, I went down, spent time with Dave Ramsey, learned his program, came back and realized, I don't want to deal with broke people. They got a (laughs) ton of problems, (laughs) went upscale because there are these people who make six figures a year and yet they still have no money. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at coaching them. And then I realized what Warren Buffett said. Nobody wants to get rich slowly. Right, So if I'm going to sell something and I teach you how to get rich this weekend, you'll give me all your money and then you'll be broke. But if I tell you (laughs) I can make you a millionaire in 10 years, you'll ignore me. So even though you need what I have, people aren't willing to do the work and pay for that. And that was where I switched over to the business side because business owners go, hey, I got to run this business and I need help today. And they're willing to invest in themselves.
0: But even business owners, uh, you know, I, I teach part time at a high school, and this week's assignment was, "How are you going to make a hundred dollars this week?" Right, and so the, the students had a simple, the, the, it's a simple, simple assignment. You come up with a plan of action. Right, what are you going to do? What do you? What obstacles are in your way? How are you over, overcoming them? And then show me evidence that you've completed the process. And I'm not grading them on how much money they actually make. Because like, uh, like Billy Jean says, he's like, there's no such thing as a million dollar idea, only million dollar execution. I want them to go out and try to do something that they've never done before. That is outside of their comfort zone, because that is where the learning happens. Like there's so many people, like you said, who have an idea, who are thinking of doing something, but lack the execution.
2: I got to tell you a story. Can I tell you a story? Absolutely. When I was in high school, right, I used to, I used to live outside in New York City. I would go into New York City. I would buy stuff wholesale. I would come back and I would sell it to my classmates for double. So I'd make a hundred yeah. bucks in, in a heartbeat. As a matter of fact, my teachers started seeing me do this and they're like, whoa, he's making real cash we should start doing this too. And so they started doing. it. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. If I was in your class, I'd get an A plus.
0: <laughs> so, and, and it's funny because uh, the students aren't technically allowed to sell on campus, right? There's a black market for everything. There's stuff out there. Uh, but it, it is what it is. That skill is something that they need. Even people who have a W-2 job, who are happy with their nine to five, a nine to five for most people isn't paying all the bills. It's getting them by, but it's not really giving them the lifestyle they need. You need a side hustle. And this 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 is where profit first has to make sense because the difference between a business and a hobby is that profit margin, right?
2: Very much so. If you're not making money, you got a hobby. And sometimes we'll look at business plans and we'll be like, yeah, that's nice, but that's a hobby. You're never going to make money at this. And there's other business plans I look at and I go, do you realize how much gold you're leaving on the ground around you? Let's make these three changes and you will go from struggling to highly, highly profitable.
0: So what are some things when you sit down with uh, entrepreneurs that are getting started, what are some of these obstacles that they have to overcome or at least in their mind feel like, I don't even know how I'm going to either defeat this problem or worse, they don't know they even have that problem.
2: So I think one of the biggest problems that we see with all business owners is they undercharge. They don't figure out their margins. They don't figure out their overhead and what it's really going to cost them to sell. It's especially true in the online world, right? I buy something for $50 and I say, well, I'm going to put it on Amazon. I got $100. Hey, that's great. I can run a business like this. Except you forget Amazon's going to take 30% off the top. So that 100 now becomes 70 Now you've got to figure out how to run your business on $20, but you think you have a hundred dollar business because you sold something for a hundred dollars and understanding that margin and being able to charge the right prices too often, you know, like, especially in the trades, they'll go, well. I looked around and this is what everyone else charged. So that's what I'm gonna charge. But they didn't sit down to do the actual numbers. And then the biggest mistake they make is they go buy the Ford F-350 for a hundred grand and they don't realize if you gotta buy that truck, you gotta sell like a half a million, three quarters of a million dollars in order to just pay for the truck, forget about everything else. And so I think it's understanding those margins and charging the right prices and just doing the math up front, the math tells you the truth, but not everyone does the math.
0: You think it's because they live in uh, in a gross world? I love saying it like that, right? And, and anybody you hear, you know, when you when you hear about companies making all kinds of money, they always give you that gross top line revenue number. Nobody ever wants to talk about the net, right? But we all live on the net. You look at your W two paycheck; the what you get in your bank account is the net. When you're looking at your business P&L, what you live off of is the net, right? Like nobody ever wants to talk about your net profits, but that's really where the money's at. Everybody talks about gross. Yeah, I sold $100,000 $100, this month, or you know, I sold a million dollars in sales this last year. Well, great. How much did you keep, right? Isn't that what you're talking about? When, you, when you're talking about really about undercharging, you're really talking about you're not focusing your attention on the net. Well, in
2: addition to that, they're also overspending. And so that's Mm -hmm. the biggest problem because, and go back to the W-2 employee, they think, oh, I got a $100,000 salary so I can spend a hundred grand. But no, because the net was what, 70? And so that's why people are living over the edge. We tell people, top line is vanity, bottom line is sanity, and cash is king. Show me your (laughs) cash, show me where it is, right? (laughs) So here's the problem. As a W-2 employee, I get a paycheck, right? The first time I get it, I go, what the hell happened to all that money? And then I learned to live on what's next. As a business owner, right? You see the top line come in, right? You Because you see the $100 sale, the 100000 in sales. You don't know your net until months later. So mm-hmm. you're flying blind because by the time you figure out your net, It's already passed a couple of months for many of them. Some of them don't find out till tax time. The accountant sits down and says, congratulations, you were profitable. You go, wow, Uh how much did I make? Oh, you you know, you had a $30,000 profit. By the way, here's your tax bill. (laughs) And then they go, well, wait a minute. Where is the where's the $30,000? And the accountant laughs at him and goes, you spent it. Mm -hmm. And then they go, how am I supposed to pay the tax bill? And then they freak out. And that's the problem I solve. We make sure that they have money for taxes. We make sure they understand their net. We actually show them where the cash is in their business. That's what Profit First does. And this way they can make the right decisions based on real-time information.
0: The, The idea of having that discussion with somebody who's never really sat down to do that, it's like you're speaking a new language. Because you are right. Finance is a language in and of itself. And I think, you know, oftentimes what people fear is what they don't know. When when you go and sit down with a tax preparer, you've never sat down in front of a tax preparer as a business owner before you're freaking out because all you think about is that tax at the end. If you had sat down with your CPA ahead of time and planned it in advance, what you were talking about earlier, I love that sit down and know when you made a sale, you should know right off the bat how much of that sale is your net profit. How much of that is going to taxes? But that's work up front. I mean, most people don't do, most people are reactive, not proactive in the first place, right? And that's why they're not tax planning, they're tax paying. Uh, There's a lot of different things that are are involved. So how do you get somebody into the practice of being proactive?
2: I basically do it for them.
0: Or (laughs) I teach them how to do it. Either (laughs) I show you
2: how to do it, or I do it for you. And some people are perfectly fine taking, they read the book, read Mike's book. He tells you exactly how to do it proactively and then just go do it. You don't need me. And I I teach how to do it in the podcast as well. So you can listen to the podcast. I give away all my secrets. I don't hold anything back. Right. I told you I'll do this regardless of whether I get paid. And the way I do that is just by teaching on the podcast. Go, go do it. It's not that hard. Some people want more help, though, and, and then they they come to me and, and we do that. But it isn't that difficult. Here's a couple of things you need to know, though. Your bookkeeper is really good at putting transactions into software and in spreadsheets, but they're not looking at them. They can't tell you what they mean. Your accountant more than likely is focused on your tax return. So all they care about is you paying the least amount of taxes because if you pay taxes, you yell at them, Mm -hmm. right? If you get a tax bill, here's the dirty little secret. The fastest way to not pay taxes is to spend money and be unprofitable. And that's what they're going to tell you to do because you're going to yell at them if you are profitable and if you have cash. And so nobody realized how counterintuitive this is. We tell people do not spend a dollar to save 30 cents in taxes. It's absurd. Keep the dollar. And if it's really that hard for you, give me the dollar and then you can not pay taxes. <laughs> <Figure it>
0: <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're absolutely right. You're literally telling the tax guy, make it so that I don't pay taxes. Right. That's that's literally what you're doing. You're telling your CPA the same thing. So it's it's an educational standpoint for you to sit back and, and and ask them to make it so that you don't pay taxes. And then all of a sudden they're giving you advice so that that actually happens. And you're not having enough money at the end of the day or at the end of the month. I mean, you ask for those things. And this is why, to me, education is so important, right? Learning has never ended. You might be a really good plumber. Doesn't necessarily mean you have the skills to have a plumbing company, right? To have a plumbing business. Because there's a whole different slew of things that need to go into your business when you talk to somebody who's getting started there maybe they're crushing it maybe they're doing really well in in customer acquisition and they got more business than they can handle um what what type of problems do those type of people have that you see on on a common level that you have to come in aside from from their bookkeeping and they're paying their taxes what kind of other stuff do you see that successful people still have problems with nonetheless
2: so if you look at a plumber If you go look at his truck, he might have 30 or 40 thousand dollars in profit sitting on his truck in little parts that are uninventoried that he's got no idea he's got sitting there. And if you don't do a good job of that, then that's the problem. The other thing is, let's face it, most people hate billing, right? So, take the plumber again are you billing your invoices quickly? Are you collecting right up front? Do you have good accounts receivable? If people don't pay you for 30 days, chances of getting paid goes down considerably. And a lot of people aren't watching their accounts receivable. They're not billing quickly. They're not paying attention to all of that. So those are the just simple things that are there. The other problem is a lot of business owners, uh, they put their personal expenses in with their business expenses. And then things get really, really messy. And then no one's got any idea of what's going on in the business. And then you struggle.
0: You think it's because they try to do everything themselves? I mean, it, it, like you you get started and all of a, It's, it's. I see this all the time. You wanna start a business, but you really, you just own your job. You become a solopreneur, you own your job. And the downside of that is you didn't realize how many hats were involved and you start trying to do all these things yourself. You know you need to do the invoicing. And the reason why the invoicing sucks is because you're the one doing it and you're putting it off till the end of the day, right? You know your marketing needs to get better, but it sucks because you have to wait until you're done doing the plumbing work to create the content to put it out there. At what point do I need to reach out to other professionals, to other vendors, to other people that are experts in this field? And I know that that sounds easier said than done because I know in in my past, when somebody brings that up, The question I always have is, how am I going to pay for that?
2: And and therein lies the issue. How are you going to pay for that? And so in the beginning, you have to do everything yourself, but you got to make sure at least your numbers are in the right place, because that's the one thing that's going to take you down quickly is if you don't have your financials in order. And then it's slowly letting go of the things you hate to do the most because if you hate to do them you're not going to do them and mm-hmm. they need to get done as you said there are different hats in the business and so whatever hats you hate wearing find somebody to help you do it and there are ways to do this i you know one of the big things we talk about is you don't need more resources you need to be more resourceful mm-hmm. so let's take marketing right you have to pay for marketing correct correct no you don't if you
0: do it yourself, you don't.
2: I can find somebody to do my marketing and not have to pay for it up front.
0: Ooh, Rocky, intrigued.
2: <laughs> so think about it, right? If if I go to somebody, whether and, and, and it could be any kind of thing, and say, hey, will you send me a customer, and I'll send you a cut, right? Mm-hmm. So until the sale happens and until you're paid – They don't get a cut. There's plenty of joint venture opportunities out there in a variety of areas. You just have to think about it. Even the plumber guy, right? He can go to the electrician and go, hey, I need plumbing jobs. Send me some plumbing jobs and I'll keep delivering Budweiser to your house every weekend, right? What's he going to do after two or three cases of Budweiser? Keep sending you plumbing jobs. And so be more resourceful. Figure out a way to do this. And that requires thinking time. And that is the one thing no business owner does. They don't stop to breathe and think. And even if you spend 15 minutes a day thinking about your business, you will see dramatic improvement.
0: Thinking. Such a difficult thing to do. And yet we live with this voice in our head all day long. There's a difference between uh, having conversations in your mind and thinking about your business, right? How are you going to improve? So let's assume that Rocky, I believe you, I need to do some thinking time. What should I be thinking about? Should I be thinking about my P&L, studying, learning how to read a P&L statement, a statement of cash flows, balance sheets? Is that what I should be thinking about? What should I be thinking about in these in these moments? So let's
2: go back to what you said before. I'm a business owner what are the different hats that I need to wear in this business? Which ones am I ignoring and hate doing? How can I find a way to fix that?
0: Hmm.
2: Right. Who can wear that hat and how can I get them to wear it without having to maybe invest money? Cause we're in the beginning. If you have money, then you don't have problems because you just solve it with money and it's easy. <laughs> um, But let's say you're a plumber and let's say you hate sales, but you love doing the invoicing and all of that. Well, go find another plumber who hates sales. Guess what he doesn't have? Business. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Partner together and say, okay, let's do this together. I'll do the parts that I love. You do the parts you love. And together we'll partner in and we'll figure out a way to do business.
0: That's one of my favorite ways, by the way, to 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 build a business. Uh, literally, I'm doing the same thing. I was I was contemplating building my own marketing agency because of the because of what we've do, been doing in the podcast. But there's so much work involved in building a new agency. So I went and found people that are already involved in the agency program. I'm like, look, I got I got clients that I can bring you. Let's work out a split. Resourceful, right? Mm-hmm being resourceful because you know uh and it's funny kiyosaki talked about being a lazy entrepreneur and and that's kind of my mo right i don't want to dedicate all my time to a business doing the things in the business i don't want to do i love i love entrepreneurship i love business and i love spending a lot of time there but doing the things i want to do not spending my time there doing the things i don't want to do I love that. I love that you're thinking that, that you're having us think about those things on a regular basis because that's really what it comes down to. And the questions that you ask, how can I? Right? Because those are things, you know, in 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 thinking about how your mind works, when you ask your mind a question, it might not give you the answer right away, but it starts working on finding you the answer. And it'll probably give it to you when you're in the shower, right? That's the that's the shower ideas. That's when they come on. Water hits and it's like, Ding! that's how I'm gonna do it. I I mean, is that, is that how it works? I mean, when I'm, when I'm thinking about things, I can't expect it to be a right away solution, but a solution that will come over time.
2: Very much so. And you can also start asking around, start saying, Hey, this is the problem I have. What can I do about it? And talk to people who are already in the business who might not be like direct competitors. So again, the plumber can call a plumber one state over He's not going to care, right? You share business tips. Hey, this is the problem I have. How have you solved it? What have you done differently? What are your margins? What, whatever the questions might be. And you each share ideas and you help each other. That's the way it is. But you got to make connections, right? you got to build the network and, and build that camaraderie and those friendships to be able to do that.
0: And if you're transitioning, I want to kind of piggyback on that. If you're transitioning from W-2 into business, um, you're often also transitioning from the way people talk about money to a completely different way that people talk about money. So as a W-2 employee, I know growing up, a lot of people in my family, friends, they don't talk about money. Money's a taboo subject. But my entrepreneur friends, that's all they talk about. Right. And so there's a different mindset that you have to that you kind of have to shift there, that vulnerability, that ability to say, hey, I need help with this or even asking the question like, what were your margins like last year? Like, that's a tough question for a new person that's in entrepreneurship to ask comfort wise, wouldn't you say? It is. But be careful
2: because 80 percent of people have no idea what their margins are and they're wrong anyway. (laughs) Right, (laughs) That's the reality of the situation. So be careful who you're asking the question to, because if they're not doing well financially, then they're going to give you the wrong answer and you're going to build the wrong business. And that's kind of the, the bigger problem. The other thing is if you are transitioning, I don't care what people tell you. It is a two to three year path to mm-hmm. to financial success, build a runway. Do not expect to just walk out and in three months everyone's going to be buying your stuff. It does not happen. Right. It It takes time to build a business.
0: You are at two to three years. If you do things like find mentors and find coaches and study what you, what, what your business is and take time to think about your business as a whole, then I would say two to three years. But most people they're looking at five to 10 because they make mistakes. They, list, they ask people who are not in their industry, who are not in business about advice in entrepreneurship and business, and they think that's the right answer. And so they go do it. I mean, you're, you're exactly right. They make the same mistakes. Ask the right person. George, uh, I forgot the name, but it's the richest man in Babylon. Uh, he he talks there's a story in there where you know that he gets the guy to finally save enough money, and the next step is to learn to invest, and he makes his first investment. And it goes bad because you invested with the wrong type of person. You you can't try to find, you know, jewels with somebody who chops down trees. I don't remember exactly what their trades were, but it was something along those lines, right? You have to find help from people who are successfully doing what it is you want to do. Speaking of which, Rocky, if people want to get in touch with you, learn more from you, what can they find at ProfitComesFirst.com and how can they get a hold of you?
2: So, Before they do that, if you like this show and you like what these guys are doing, would you do me a favor? Would you like and share and and give them a little love? Because they need that, right? So that would be wonderful. Thank you. My website is Profit Comes First, and the podcast is called the uh, Profit Answer Man podcast. I teach everything that we talk about here and, and much, much more in depth. So nothing held back all the dirty little secrets and we'll have entrepreneurs on who will tell you what it was like and how they transformed their business
0: speaking of being resourceful uh one of the things that we focus our attention on a lot is uh creating uh, testimonials because you're right if you have a a plumber that doesn't go out and try to make sales you he doesn't have a business so we're in the same boat So you have a podcast. You've been on a lot of different podcasts. What was your experience like on the business bros?
2: Oh, this is awesome. You guys are full of energy. You've got uh, great stuff going on and and you've got the video and you're flicking it back and forth. High energy coming in with all the music and everything else. You guys are doing a top notch job. I
0: love it. All right. And then my other question, I'm just curious, uh, how has podcasting changed your life? I mean, how has it changed your business model?
2: So my business model was built off of podcasting. Essentially, my podcast is a funnel. People start listening to it. They like what they hear. And if they want somebody to help them, they end up on my calendar. And at that point, they are ready to do business with me. So all of the sales and marketing have been done. By the time they get to my calendar, they're like, hey, I want to do business with you. Can you help me? And it's done a phenomenal job of doing that.
0: It absolutely has. I I always equate it to the matrix. I'm like, you just literally every single person who's been on my show, including you, Rocky, I plugged you into my head and I got to learn something from you. Right. I mean, the whole idea of just the way you presented, even when we're talking about marketing, like, do you need to pay for marketing? No. And you're absolutely right. You don't, you, you absolutely don't. You can partner with other people. You can create promos with other people. You can scratch each other's backs. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do and it's a matter of perspective.
2: Well, you know what, and I don't know what your business model is, but I know some marketing people who will even work on that. They go, don't pay up front, pay us a percentage of your sales, and they'll Mm -hmm. work on that. You can hire marketing
0: people to do that and salespeople too. You're absolutely right. Be creative, be resourceful. Ladies and gents, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Profitcomesfirst.com is the website. Go check out what Rocky's up to, his his, uh, podcast. Let me throw it on the screen here. Uh, You can find him on Instagram app profit answer man there's underscores there so make sure you guys check that out rocky thank you very much for coming on the show i really appreciate you taking the time and sharing with us man i mean that's really what it's all about ladies and gents business is a relationship gig i mean it just is hands down when he's talking about the resourcefulness the only way that's going to happen is if you build the relationships so find other people who are doing some amazing things maybe inside your industry maybe in other industries that you want to work on but first and foremost educate yourself your business is not going to take off anywhere unless you start learning a little something about it and then executing some of those things that you learn. Implementation is the key. All right, Rocky. Thank you very much. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again. Manana, it's Friday. We'll see you all next time. Peace. And we're out.
1: Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income?